Often as a newly ordained priest, a lot of people come in fear of young priests because they think that we're know-it-alls. And it couldn't be much further from the truth. There's so much I don't know about the faith, and I'm always trying to remain hungry to learn more things about the faith. And I would just like to maybe open your minds about how dumb I used to be when it came to being a Christian. When I was growing up, the faith was kind of handed to me on a silver platter, and I never really had to work on it. But one thing I did work really hard at is baseball, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But as I grew up, I just never really focused because my deepest desire, my deepest interest was myself. And the culture kind of fed that line to me. It's about you. It's about you. Take care of yourself. And I didn't have much room for God in my life. It was either sports, girls, or party. That was kind of my main interest because then I could get the pleasure I wanted. And then when it came to the faith, Deep down inside, I knew that I belonged in the church. That was a non-negotiable. But if somebody would have said, well, why do you do that? Or why do you do this? Or whatever. I would have been pulled out of the church by an evangelical. I would have been pulled out of the church by a Protestant who thought that the church is evil. And I would have been just taken away so quickly. I really didn't grow up knowing how to pray a Hail Mary and Our Father or Glory Be. The most that my family prayed was a meal prayer. But one thing they did, my, my parents really instilled in me was that when we'd have meals, you had to say thank you for something before you could eat food. If you weren't grateful, my parents would say, well, you can always go next door and eat. So they were pretty serious about being grateful. And we just do a simple thing. We'd, we'd, I grew up in a house where my mom was born and raised Lutheran. She became Catholic but wasn't fully converted at that point. So the meal prayer I prayed, I didn't know the Catholic meal prayer, bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts. Didn't know that one. We prayed the Lutheran one, which was, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. By his hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. When it came to night, nighttime prayers, we'd sometimes pray for different things at very, very shallow, very surface level. And a lot of times I would pray before I went to bed. I knew I should make the sign of the cross, but before I knew it, being horizontally, I would be falling asleep, and I didn't pray much. And today we hear about the ascension of Jesus, and one thing i just like to look at is the Paschal Mystery. And we talk about the Paschal Mystery, which means the Passover, the new Passover, the new Exodus. And as I grew up, I didn't know any of this stuff, but I had to learn, I had to ask questions, I had to humble myself, because I grew up fairly proud. I didn't want to let people know I didn't know much about my faith. So as I began to grow in my faith and began to learn a little more each day and stay hungry for the truth, and I began to reflect on my life and realizing that nothing is insignificant in our lives. Nothing is an accident. And sometimes we think that things are accidents. But one thing I did know a whole lot about was baseball. I knew the ins and outs of the game. I loved going to camps. I loved learning. I loved you know, listening to Bob Euchre on, on the radio. I loved just every in and out of baseball. And I like to use the, the image of a baseball diamond to maybe introduce you to the Paschal Mystery. So on a baseball diamond, when you start, you start at home plate. And home plate for us as Catholic Christians is heaven. That's where we belong. That's where we started. And God gave us to the earth. He gave us an opportunity to choose him and come back to him. 
And the first thing going from home plate to first base in the Paschal Mystery is the Incarnation. The Incarnation is the fact that God became a person. He became one of us. He emptied himself completely into the human form. Growing up, I had no clue that Jesus was God. No clue that John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he sent his only son, but I didn't know the Son of God was Jesus. And I didn't know that Jesus was God. Going from first base to second base is the crucifixion. The life, the death, and going from second base to third base is the resurrection, and going from third base to home is the ascension. As I spend time just meditating upon this image, that is the Paschal mystery. The incarnation from home to first, the crucifixion from first to second, and from second to third is the resurrection. And today we celebrate the coming home of Jesus to his heavenly Father as he ascends to the Father. So he can give us his Holy Spirit. So he can spread his Holy Spirit everywhere. And the fact that God became a person, God became a person just like you and I, means that he came to bring all of us home by becoming one of us. And the only way that Jesus could save us, God could save us, is by becoming one of us. And in order for God to save man, another way of saying it, in order for, in order for God to save man, he had to become one. And then he had to ascend home to the Father to allow his Holy Spirit to descend upon you and I, which we celebrate next week in the Ascension. And what we need to come to know as Catholic Christians, we must come to know that we cannot do any of God's work without the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, the Spirit that dwelled in Jesus. And Jesus doesn't want to just leave it to himself. He wants to pour it into your heart, into my heart, so we can learn more about the power, about the plan he has for your life and my life. The only problem is, a lot of us haven't left the batter's box yet. We haven't taken time to ask to be filled with his Holy Spirit to say, what did it mean for you, Heavenly Father, to send your only Son to die for my sins and for those sins around me? And what did it mean for you, Jesus, to be crucified for my sins and for those around me? And what does the resurrection have to do with anything what did it mean for you, Jesus, to rise from the dead? And today, the question is, why do we celebrate you ascending to the Father? And Jesus is asking you, through his Holy Spirit today, have you left and have you responded to my call? Because Jesus says in our Gospel reading today, we are called to preach in his name the repentance, which means I was going one way and I turned my back to it. I turned my back to that sin because Jesus forgave me for it. It cost him his life. So now in order to thank and praise him, it must cost me my life. And he's asking us to be witnesses of these things, of his, of his good news. But if we don't leave the batter's box and we don't even look at the incarnation or the crucifixion, or the resurrection and ascension in our noisy and busy world, this stuff just kind of goes right over the top of our heads. So the question, first question is, are you responding? Are you asking the Holy Spirit to move in your life? 
And in order to allow ourselves to be filled with the Holy Spirit to help others open their hearts to the good news of Jesus, we must remain in the field of play. Often, we find ourselves going out of bounds, looking at inappropriate things on the internet, or we get full of worldliness. How much money can I make? What kind of life can I build on earth? And we totally forget about heaven. And to remain in the field of play, that means to be obedient to God's commands so that we too can return home to heaven just as we celebrate Jesus returning to the Father this day. And when we return home to heaven, Jesus is going to ask you and I a few questions. But I believe the first one he's going to ask you, who did you bring with you around the bases? Were you running alone, doing your own thing? Were you playing in foul territory the whole time? Or are you going to say, I brought this person and that person. I preached the good news. I died to self. I didn't think about myself at nervousness. I asked to be filled with your Holy Spirit so I could have the courage, the strength, the wisdom, the counsel, the knowledge of how to spread your good news. Because our world is simply just full of bad news. How often do you turn on the news and all you hear is this is wrong, that is wrong? The question is, well, what is good? So the first question Jesus is going to ask us is, who did you bring with you? The second question he might ask us is, who did you preach repentance and forgiveness to? Who did you preach repentance and forgiveness to? Because this is a command of God, not an option or a thing we just do because. It's because I realize what he did for me, so I have to go share it with others. And also, how did your life give witness to the life, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension to Jesus? As we head into Pentecost Sunday, next Sunday, how did you allow yourself? How did you open yourself? How did you empty yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit? But not just to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but to transform you into one who praises and thanks Jesus instead of complaining and avoiding Jesus. Because Jesus doesn't want us to remain ignorant. His Spirit will lead us to green pastures, for the Lord is our shepherd, and he wants us to be a family. He wants us to be a team united in his life, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven. Nothing is an accident in your life. The fact that I grew up loving baseball and that evil one wanted to tempt me my whole life to think I was wasting my time, but the Lord can work through anything. Amen? Amen. So let us, work, let, let us let him work through us. Let us die to self. Let us not get so hung up on our own stuff, but think of home our true home, which is in heaven, where there is no more pain, no more suffering, no more worry, anxiety, depression. Because even this morning as I was hiking with the men, we go out hiking every single morning, the question we were, a lot of us are asking is, why, Jesus, did you make mosquitoes? Why did you make those pesky things? And maybe it's just a reminder to you and I that our true home is in heaven. But let us not be lone rangers in our faith. Let us not be ignorant in our faith. Let us take steps in the right direction 
to contemplate moving from home to first base, just think, what was the incarnation? What did it mean for you, Heavenly Father, to send your only Son for me and for everyone around me? And what did it mean for you to be crucified, to go through your passion, be scourged, be nailed to a cross? And what did it mean for you to rise from the dead, to be resurrected? And as we round third, what did it mean for you to ascend to the Father for me, to remind me that no matter where I'm at in my life, you, Lord Jesus, desire to be with me forever and instead of being without me. Let us be people of encouragement. Let us be people who lead others and preach the good news of Jesus to others without counting the cost, without thinking that things were accidents because our God can work through anything. As we enter into this holy sacrifice of the Mass, any reservation, anything you just doubt in our Lord, place it on this altar. Because our God is so good. Our God is so good that he gives us his body and blood every single Sunday in the Eucharist. Let us leave here with a mission to go and send this good news out to others. And the thing is, in the middle of that baseball diamond is the pitcher's mound. And the pitcher's mound is to always remind us that I'm always with you, even in your trials even in your tribulations, even in your doubts. And he's so with us in the Eucharist, in his body and blood, soul, and divinity, but let us not leave him here in the pews. Let us bring him out into the world. So when the priest says, go in peace, go forth, the Mass has ended, you are on fire to send his good news into the hearts that are full of self or empty because of pain, doubt, and shame. Amen.